Deb Hutton, former advisor to two premiers, also doing yeoman's duty this week. Are you enjoying your afternoons? I really am enjoying it. And actually, coincidentally, John, we had uh, Mayor John Tory on talking about the issue you and I are going to talk about, and he's going to talk about with you later this morning. Good stuff. Okay, well, let's dig into it. And John Tory effectively sounding the alarm yesterday saying that the city is short of money. If Queens Park and Ottawa don't pony up the difference, then he's either going to have to raise taxes or cut services. I don't know where you stand on this, but I think a lot of people would say, okay, fine, raise taxes or cut services. Yeah, I, I actually think that this is not a normal year. The the uh, as I'm sure the mayor will lay out for the listeners as he did yesterday. These are these are um, costs that the city is facing that are as a direct result of what we've been through in the last two and a half years. So more people in shelters, uh, transit is still not taking in the revenue it used to because people are not going downtown five days a week and paying to ride the TTC. And certainly revenues are down because people are not going out and about and the city's not getting those few taxes that they actually do get a chunk of uh, for their revenue purposes. And so he's saying, look, you've been very good as partners for us uh, throughout the pandemic, but just because we're all feeling like maybe we're on the tail end of it doesn't mean that the city doesn't have extraordinary costs. So I'm not great with high taxes, as you well know, John. And uh, I do believe, if I hadn't believed this, I would be maybe where you are, but I do believe the city has made an effort to control its expenditures, because that's where I usually start on these things, as you know. Uh, but they have made significant gains in getting rid of some administration, in getting rid of some costs in the system. So I do think that the province and the feds uh, should try to help the city because they can't run a deficit. That being said, I think the feds are not looking very uh, favorably on it. And uh, as we all know, there's only one taxpayer. So something is going to have to give here. Meanwhile, I know you have in the past been big on cross-border shopping. Are you planning on going to a cross-border drugstore? Well, certainly if I'm in the States, I'm going to buy Tylenol and bring it back for myself and, and from ever of my, my friends who need it. I, I don't see myself stockpiling massive amounts. Uh, only one of my children are still in that age range where you need children's Tylenol, but a hundred percent. I mean, anybody, especially who has young, young children, you know, those two, three year old kids who get sick so easily, who get ear infections so easily. Uh, I think I'd do anything I have to, to get some medication for them. I have to wonder if in some communities people are starting to say, okay, I got a full bottle of kids Tylenol here and I may need some of it if my kid does get sick, but I'm prepared to share for those in need because, uh, you know, there's all this unused drug supply sitting in people's personal chests and then there are, you know, people going to drugstores and finding the shelves empty. So it is happening. I belong to a number of, of uh, Facebook groups in our neighborhood and largely parent groups and school groups. And people are saying, hey, my two-year-old's got this. My three-year-old's got this. Can we snag just even four Tylenol to get us through till we can see our pediatrician or to get us through the weekend or whatever the case may be? And people are saying, I've got it. Come pick it up. So absolutely happening organically. All right. See, Facebook being used for good instead of evil. And cats, cats flushing toilets. Uh, so evidence yesterday of some meetings and phone calls and Justin Trudeau ruled out meeting with convoy protesters. Do you think that was the right decision? 
100% with the Prime Minister on this one. You don't meet with people who are holding you hostage. You absolutely don't. Because all it does is encourage the behavior. So absolutely, if you want to meet with them, you say, listen, end the protest, end the whatever, and I will meet with you. But you never meet as a way to, to make sure that the protest ends. It's got to happen first. Yeah, I'm with you on this one because I just, I, I, I know that people have sort of invested in these people sort of the, the same importance as like the Boston Tea Party or something like that. But frankly, just because you roll a truck up and stop traffic and shut down a mall does not entitle you to, to a one-on-one with the prime minister. I don't care what the action is and and whether it's entirely right or entirely wrong. As a leader, you can't do that. As I said, it just encourages people to use those tactics going forward, and that creates complete mayhem. Um, What do you make of the Ontario Teachers Pension Plan investing in uh, cryptocurrency and apparently losing pretty well everything? I think not necessarily in their defense, Deb, but I know that uh, pension funds and investors are toying with crypto and trying to figure it out. So, you know, and it would be not unreasonable in some funds to say, okay, here, take this small amount of money and see what you can do with it, because maybe it turns out to be the future of cash. But still, um, it sounds a little bit irresponsible. Well, that's actually the exact word that I thought of. But that being said, these are, uh, this is a huge pension. That's a, a topic for a different day. But the teacher's pension plan is massive here in Ontario in terms of an investor. They obviously were prudent in the amount of money that they, to your point, they thought they would see what happens. Uh, so it sounds like even though they, they, it crashed. They haven't had a huge impact. It hasn't had a huge impact on the pension itself and on the fund. Uh, so I wouldn't do it, but that's partly, John, because I don't still understand crypto. I firmly admit it. I don't get it. And I have tried to understand it. Yeah. Well, isn't it Warren Buffett always said, don't invest in anything you don't understand. So I'm fine. And I don't think I'm missing out on anything, frankly, because crypto has been crashing for the last six months. Um, listen, let's uh, take a look at this other story. Not, It's a bit of a delicate topic, I guess, and not easy to talk about because I think we're being pranked. But if it were legit, then this teacher who wears giant fake breasts is just living her life. Uh, but the school board has said it investigated the situation weighed everything against the charter and various other things and said it can't tell this person what to do or how to dress. Yeah. And, and that is just wrong. Like, it's just so wrong. So the, the, it, it, it's, in my view, it is government run amok, quite frankly. And I know people are going to say it's about our rights and, and it'll be the slippery slope and all that sort of thing. But the reason they say they can't ask a teacher, they can't tell a teacher how to dress at their place of work where our children are going to school is because there's labor employment law and they have to make sure that they line up with the Ontario Human Rights Commission. Plus, they're in the middle of collective bargaining. So you can't, this is part of that, that environment. You can't do it because they're, they're talking about their contracts. I, this is a load of crap, John. At what point do we get so out of control in trying to make sure that we're not offending someone? That it's ridiculous. Like, surely to goodness, 
there is a standard of how you dress in your place of employment that doesn't offend somebody's rights. What about everybody else's rights to not be distracted, to be able to go to a learning environment that makes comfortable, that makes children feel comfortable? My God, this is ridiculous. And one last story. I was teasing everybody about this. There is a woman in Markham who renovated her home after it burned down, and she made a lot of very significant changes to it. Then she got a notice from the city that she hadn't respected its heritage. And it was built in 1996, Deb. Oh my goodness. At it at the best, at its best, this is this is a ridiculous notion that something in 1996 is is a heritage property. At its worst, it's it's the left hand and the right hand not knowing what's happening. It's government that is just too big and too complex and too much in our face. My goodness, if you look at these two houses, first of all, size-wise and everything, they're almost identical. The difference is she has nicer windows, a nicer garage door, and nicer brick. And government is saying, no, 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 tear it down. Take the bricks off your house. This is ridiculous. Deb, thanks a lot. Lots of common sense. I'll listen for you this afternoon. Thanks, John. Have a great weekend.